hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Yes, thank you once again for tuning in. We have a jam-packed, action-packed show for you today. We're going to talk about a tiny house that uh, has created some big buzz in Oshawa. We'll talk about um, some of the things that nobody tells you about selling your home. We didn't get to that uh, in the previous week, so we'll get to that today. Luxury home sales tumbling in Toronto and Vancouver, Calgary as well, although Montreal is doing something right. And uh, we'll also talk about the federal budget, which was announced uh, just a couple of weeks ago and what it is at least attempting to do for first-time home buyers. Don't forget, go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media, at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to like the Rob Golfi Facebook page. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you have a question for the Golfi team or you want us to tackle a topic on a future program, send us an email, questions at robgolfi.com. That's questions at Rob golfie.com and if you haven't done so already subscribe to the hamilton real estate show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com uh, we have a story from phil that we'll get to in a couple minutes regarding uh, a situation in niagara falls but we'll start with an out-of-town realtor uh, with a big no-no yes so we get a uh, uh, a a request to view uh, a property that we have for sale. Okay. It's in Niagara Falls, and uh, we confirmed the showing. We also confirmed that he is a realtor because uh, we always confirm through their uh, office, not through their cell phone, right. uh, to make sure it is a realtor. So that's not a problem. So he is a realtor, registered real estate agent in Ontario. And uh, so he booked the showing for this house in Niagara Falls. But apparently, um, when the time when they were scheduled to come in, uh, the homeowners uh, left the home, and they just wanted to take the dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. So they're walking around the block, and they happen to see uh, a couple of people fiddling around with the lockbox on the front door. So the homeowner went up to them and said, hey, listen, uh, uh, you know, I-, I see you're trying to get in. And he was struggling with the lockbox. She assumed he was a realtor. Mm-hmm. And... Then shortly within, I guess, I don't know how many minutes or whatever, she realized or he, he's not a realtor. So the realtor sent the clients there, and oh. he wasn't in oh. attendance. That is a big no-no. <laughs> and um, so we, we were very upset with that. Um, I called him up and, uh, and said to him, this is uh, something that you can get in a lot of trouble for. And uh, I don't know, Philip. You talked to talk to the homeowner um, about this situation, and so we filed a, we filed a, a RICO complaint against the against the, 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 the the Toronto agent. Okay. Now, again, like like if he was too lazy to come down to Niagara Falls, you know, because it's a long drive. We 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 ended up calling the real estate agent and ended up speaking with him, and his excuse or his response was. He had he a colleague was supposed to show it for him, but the colleague couldn't make it either. So he he just passed the lockbox code or the access code to the property 
to uh, to gain entry. And and he said, I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. And I, you know, he um he, he every every realtor knows that that, that that's that's know, a big no no. It's against right. the rules and regulations yeah. with the Real Estate Council of Ontario. It's 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 black and white, right? right. It's, so it's, was, this is like robbing a bank in real life. Yeah. <laughs> this is the kind of this is this is like when you when you go to court. It, it, it it's black and white. It's like it's, you're he, wrong. You can't do that. He, and yeah. and, and he, there's there's going to be punishment for oh, it. Oh, he he will definitely be fined, and who know? And he'll have to take courses. This guy's in big trouble. Right. So was the other person that was supposed to be there? Was that person a realtor? We don't we we don't we're not know. sure. We don't, he know, said, he we don't said, know if he's making up yeah, the story. He just had a know. colleague. He just had a colleague okay. of his was supposed to be there with him, or or to 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 bring his clients to the property, but they were both unable to make it, and. uh and, and and the question goes is is how many times has he done this, right? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. He he did it so casually and so you know, even when I talked to him after he just said, you know, I'm very sorry and um and there wasn't that you know, that panic or that you that know what remorse, I mean? There was yeah, nothing there wasn't, like that. There wasn't uh you know, a sense of You didn't get that sense of he was accountability surprised or, or that yeah. sense of you know, it it didn't it sounds like he's done it before and yeah. it's just it's just part of his routine and, wow. and maybe this is just uh maybe he just got caught, right? And and to be honest, we wouldn't have known unless my clients had had had, you know, th- they kind of keep an eye on the showing and and they just take their walk around, you know, their dog ar- around the block. But they they noticed that they weren't able, they were having a hard time getting in. So if they got in okay and they got out okay, you know, would they have noticed? Right. right? And, and who not. knows what would yeah, happen if they did. But get it's in. a it's a huge breach of you know it's a huge breach of security and and it's a. It's, it's a it's breach un- of trust and yeah, security. It's, yeah. it's unfortunate that that there's people out there doing this and. Um, you know, it's not fair to it's not fair to us, and it's not fair to our clients. We're, you know, we're trying to take every step in, in every process to make sure that you know this is a safe and secure showing, and yeah. to make sure that you know there's provisions in place to, to to prevent this. And you know, people are just taking advantage of the system, and and this is you know a particular case that's that's highlights this whole thing. So, so uh, do you think this happens often? I don't. I don't think it happens often, no, but I think it I does. Say. I think it does happen, and. And I think it does happen sometimes on vacant homes. Hmm. So they'll, they'll just give the lockbox code to uh, their client. Say, right. hey, just go ahead. It's empty anyway, so no one's going to bother you. So it, it, an agent has to be present at any all times. They can't just walk in. A client can't just walk in and walk out because we don't know who they are. Sure. We don't know. So so there's, there's going to be now in some cities, in some cities, they have lockboxes where it's only opened – I think for a certain time limit, like oh, okay. if they say they're booking, they're showing right. from let's say two to between two and three o'clock. That lockbox, they can use the code during that time, and I'm not sure if they have to have something with them or or an app. I'm, I'm not sure. So there's 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 going to be a lot of uh, this is going to bring up a lot of security things uh, yeah, with the lockboxes. That's and that, it brings you back to that lockbox conversation. How how there's new technology yeah. that within these lock boxes where you can only access it through an app on your phone, which is, you know what I mean? And, and that's right now we, we just have a, you know, our, our board anyways, is just using the traditional lock box. You punch in a code and, mm-hmm. and away you go. Whereas the new lock boxes, they have this technology where you got to tap your phone and everybody has, a, has, you know, it's, it's, or, or it's you have done to be, through you, an app. Or, you have to be a member of, and, of our board. Right. Yeah. So and or, then you know who's going in the home. Right. Exactly. Right. So yeah. a Toronto agent, he has to refer his business and, and these lock boxes cost a hundred dollars. And I think it's worth it. Uh, they, I don't, I don't like Windsor. It, Windsor's doing this right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, 
the lockbox it's just hard because when you have when you have like all, I, I i'm guilty of this i i was at a listing in fort erie the other day and they had one of these i forget what i think it's like a sentry lock lockbox and it's you got to have this app and you got to you're only allowed to access the lockbox for a certain period of time <laughs> and i walked up to the property and i looked at this lockbox and i said you know i got to download this app <laughs> what to do get i do now? yeah it, it came with all and I, and I and I looked at my clients. I said, hey, listen, it's going to take me a half an hour to figure this out. I go, you know. Do you like the yeah, outside? I said, do you like I the said, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's I look said, through the windows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said do you, you know, I looked. I go, do you guys like the outside? Do you guys like the area? Or should we move on? And they kind of looked at me and said, you know what? We're not waiting a half an hour for you to download an app and make an ID and to get in this house. So that's an example of 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 me yeah. who's, who's going to Fort Erie to show a property who was deterred to enter this property because of a lockbox that I didn't have access to. Now, yeah. I, I, I called the agent. I said, yeah, we, you know, we didn't like the front, of, you know, the front. So I, I left my business card in the door to let them know that I was still there. Yeah. Um, and and she, she was confused as to why I couldn't get in. <laughs> but, so in, in that but, scenario, would, would that listing agent not say, hey, listen, you know, they're, they're, you'll have to download this app. Do it before you get here. Yeah, I mean, there was those instructions that, that I kind of misread and okay. misinterpreted and <laughs> didn't really, <laughs> didn't really pay attention to because we don't have that. Right. It, it, was, it was my first time ever co- like going up to that style of lockbox. Yeah. And, and some agents have, have actually done a really good job in changing themselves, hmm. right? But you know what I mean? It, it, the system, because we, you know, all our boards cross over, whereas, we're, you know, we're crossing over with the Toronto board and the Niagara board and the, and the Hamilton Burlington board. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to get all on the same, you know, the same page right. where each board is going to have their own rules and regulations. And when it comes to lockboxes, when you have, you know, realtors crossing boards, you know, what happens if you have two or three different apps that you have to use for different lockboxes, yeah. right. depending on which right. board you're on? Like, it's it's going to be confusing. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it you know, that's where that confusion is going to come. It's just going to be frustrating. Anytime you have that change, it's it, it's just an inconvenience to your yeah. showing. But does OREA, the, the Ontario Real Estate Association, does it have the power to say, all right, we're implementing this new procedure um, and yeah. everyone's yes, going to have to follow it would, yes. it would. Yeah. so the why board, is it the board, but the board but, makes but the board makes that decision exactly, they, they've left it up to the board right they've left it up to so the board so the Windsor board has that and each lockbox it's electronically done so on the computer at, at your office uh, if the agent says I'm going to be in there between like 5 and 6 o'clock in the evening that lockbox he has access only during that time right now he will not be able to access it at 601, 601. yeah, and yeah that's, he's done. And, and if you're early for a showing, if you're late for a showing, sometimes, you know, if we're early, we'll just knock on the door and mm-hmm. see if the homeowners are home or, or to, you know what I mean, the more traditional way. Yeah. But now, if you're early for a showing, you got to call the other the other brokerage's appointment center to be able to get access to, there's just a lot more intricacies to a single showing, right. and it's just going to make it a lot more harder. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but I mean, in the end, does it protect the, the security breach or, or protect, in, you know, incidences like this yeah for sure it mm-hmm. does but do they happen or not often enough to to have to implement this i would say no this will put a scare in because uh, they'll publish this it'll put a scare with all the realtors uh that are going uh crossing like have to, having to drive an hour so there's people that, that sell houses in muskoka's and they'll go up there and they'll say hey well you're up there anyway just go in uh you know it's vacant the lockbox code is there yeah that realtor will get in big trouble mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so there, it, it just it I, I have to look at the history on uh, Rico site. And this see is, if there's is been this anybody your first fine. time. This is your first time having something like this happen. This is uh, my my first time. Yeah, yeah. So um, that we've known of. And, and right when we got the message, my the homeowner called me and she goes, "Phil, you know, 
she didn't realize how severe, how much of a problem this was. She said, Phil, like the, the client uh, came without his realtor. And I got the page. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. And then you got the page I called too, right away after. And I, I called her right away and, 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 and immediately I started the RICO complaint process. And, right. And uh, and she goes, but wait, wait, wait! I want to know if they're bringing in an offer first. I want to know. If <laughs> <laughs> so, so did yeah, so we did that. She goes, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to no, sabotage. I don't want to sabotage the deal. I go, no, like this is unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. So before we go, because we got to run here, uh, did did the home buyers or the prospective home buyers actually finally get into the house to see it? So yeah, they did get okay. in, but they didn't. They caught it on the way out. Ah. They caught it on the way out. It was on the way out when she realized wow. that, that they weren't that, that, the realtor that there was, wasn't that there. The realtor yeah. wasn't yeah. there. It was on the way out. Scary yeah. stuff. So she yeah she ended up helping them get in, and then on the way out she she kind of questioned it. Yeah. yeah yeah wow unbelievable yeah uh, when we come back we'll talk about a situation another situation in Niagara Falls that uh, Phil had encountered plus a lot more to still to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back here to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. They're online at robgolfie.com. That website address again is robgolfie.com. 905-575-7700 is the number to call if you want to sell your home. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, they also have a great Facebook page as well. Just search up Rob Golfie. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, we'll talk about a tiny house in Oshawa that uh, has been put up for sale, as well as some luxury homes in uh, some of Canada's biggest cities. Uh, before we get to Phil's Niagara Falls story, you were talking off air uh, just uh, during the break about uh, business cards, and a lot of realtors don't leave their cards. They, they you know, it's frustrating because the homeowner gets home after the showing is done. So they're actually, they pack up their, you know, they're getting ready. They may have to go out for dinner, uh, you know, eat out instead of eating in because they're showing their house. And they come back and they're coming through and there's no business card. So they don't know who was in their house uh, if, if, they di- if they did come. And that that's one, one uh, peeve that, you know, the homeowners hate and we hate. No, another one is that some sometimes uh, realtors... Uh, they leave all the lights on, the back door open, mm-hmm. and, and it's frustrating. Now, the thing is, a lot of these realtors, they're not, uh, sometimes they're not full-time realtors. And, uh, and that's the frustrating part. They don't know the ethic, the, you know, the etiquette of, of, you know, you go into someone's home, you leave it exactly the way, uh, and then when you right. leave. Makes sense. But they just, they don't get it. And so, and you're dealing with, you know, thousands of different realtors. And sometimes you have to, you know, you know babysit them and say, hey, listen, 
We give them instructions, say, please take your shoes off. And every single one of our listings, every single one, we we deliver a uh, little uh, stand-up thing right by the door. It says, please remove your shoes. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have that. We have, please leave your business card on the table. Uh, with the feature sheet there, but again, it the, the these realtors they are like terrible, wow. and uh, there should be uh, you know what I think I should open up the the a police uh, realtor <laughs> thing realtor police. when they're showing it. I'll walk in yeah. after they're in, say you didn't take your shoes off, and as they walk out, you didn't take your uh, leave your business card. <laughs> and and hand they, out fines, and they should hand the out fines. I'd probably make a fortune. <laughs> you know? and, and you, you know, if you're the listing agent, uh, you know, you get a call from another agent, and say, hey, I have a client who's interested in this home. Uh, can you tell the homeowners that we're going to be there between? whatever time is, you know, yeah. six and seven, uh, you know, you relay those instructions to uh, the homeowner, they vacate the premises. Uh, and if, if that realtor is not leaving a business card, there's no idea whether, whether anyone came, came. And yeah. then you're getting the phone call to say, hey, did anybody come to the house? That's right. Right. That's so, right. And it's frustrating. So then the homeowner, like they're, they're going to get upset with me, not not the person that right. they don't, the, the phantom, the the phantom realtor that yeah. they don't know w- whether he showed up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they get upset with me. And so we have to, you know, I'll call the realtor and say, listen, you, you've caused problems for me. And I could lose this, you know, agreement, contract with my client mm-hmm. because of, of your incompetence, yeah, your right. incompetence. Yep. And, uh, but I, I have no problem going out after these guys and blasting them. Like when I called, like Philip, I didn't even realize that we both got the message. Yeah. Philip called him. And then as soon as I came out of the meeting, I called them and I, and I apologized. And I said, we're going to file a complaint. She goes, it's up to you. So, yeah. and then when I called the agent up and I said, I said, the only way you're going to get out of this is if your clients bring in an offer. And I said that to him. And he's like, you could tell he was like quiet on the phone. He w- he knew. He, he was shocked. He was know, shocked that, that we found out. He got caught. Do you, yeah. do, do you know, do you know the, I don't know this feeling, but I could imagine the feeling when uh, the guy gets caught on camera and they put it on, on CHCH and they say, do you know this guy? <laughs> he <laughs> and felt like he's that. going, oh my God, I got to turn myself in. If I don't, they're going to come <laughs> crashing my door. And wow. this guy is ha- has that feeling. Yeah. He knows there is going to be a letter in the mail for him, right. and it's and it's not going to be nice. So, how long of a process would this be? I mean, the, you know, the situation happens. You file the 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 complaint with Rico. How long does it take now? So, the the Rico complaint process can go up to two years. Yeah. Oh, right. It's, yeah. it's it's a full investigation now. In this situation, you know, it's more black and white. Yeah. Right. The evidence is there. There's witnesses. Um, there's witnesses. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a number of parties involved. This is, um, it's not. It hasn't. It hasn't been illegal. Some of the RICO stuff turns into like a legal, a legal process. Hmm. This isn't legal. I would assume that this is three weeks max until really? they, they it, it, and they, they, they figure out the investigation. Now, the only time that this would would go beyond three weeks is in their initial findings if they find more stuff out during right. their initial investigation. But and then they have to do they, more digging. They, they take this stuff seriously. Like it, it's it, not, it's not you know a couple check boxes. Like the the complaint process and and the filing process and and starting this this um you know this action. Yeah. There's a lot of steps to it and it's not, you know, they have a whole board about it. It's, it's serious. Well, stuff. you have to, I mean, these yeah. are rules and regulations you yeah. have to abide by, right? It's yeah. Pretty yeah. And it's good. And I mean, it's something that we need. It, it's something that, that, well, he'll be, he'll be an example. I'm sure it's happened and I'm yeah. sure Rico has fined other people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to search on the, on the Rico site if anybody has, uh, been fined for anything like this. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, let's get to your story from Niagara Falls. 
Which which one's this? This was uh, <laughs> the one where you had to drive there, or maybe do you? Oh do yeah, no, this is okay. So this is this is the new age, right? This is in terms of is this the millennial? I, the no, millennial? No, no, no. So <laughs> I when I first started real estate, I never knew. You know, d- we have a program called DocuSign or AuthentiSign. Right. It's a, an electronic electronic signing process. That this was all I've ever known. Right, I didn't practice real estate prior to not having an electronic signature. Sure. When I when I first got my real estate license and started practicing, that's one of the first things I did was was I learned this program. Right. So even when I joined the team, there were still some other people that didn't have access to this program. But for me, it was it was all I knew. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so this was uh this was Wednesday night. I get an I get an offer and I'm and I'm kind of going back and forth with it. And the irrevocable was until was until midnight. And, and you know everything else was agreed to except the closing date. Right, so price conditions, and I said, "Hey, listen, I, I go. If you can do, you know, this closing date, I, I can get this deal done." So he 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 finally gets the closing date, and he sends it back to me at midnight. You know, the irrevocability at midnight. I, my client's a seventy-five-year-old client that lives in a retirement home in Niagara Falls. I got this offer back at seven p.m., and I had to drive to Niagara Falls at at, <laughs> at nine o'clock at night to get this. These I've never I've never felt so like like just bundled up inside to, to have to drive you <laughs> to know meet a timeline 35 minutes to get an initial and because the individual didn't know she said yeah she goes she goes you know i'm not comfortable with using the electronic right you know signature she goes I, I i want everything in person i want paper copies and i said no problem that's that's what it is but yeah. you you think back to to realtors like not even three four five years ago yeah. who had to chase and we had run, to run around, around yeah. and drive and get these initials and get these oh the humanity i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it like the whole way there i was just reflecting i'm like i don't know if i could do this without without having a uh, See, electronic signature wow it was i i could and i like i you know retirement home 9 30 at night it's an absolute ghost town nobody's yeah. there's nobody there nobody's throwing a, I a big party and, yeah and and uh, I'm like, well, you know, but that, yeah, here, like it's, it's amazing. So, did you have to go to the office and get all the paperwork? Or yeah, you... so I had to, I had to wow. go to my, I had to go to my Grimsby office, print out all the paperwork, print out two copies, one for her, one for me. Yeah, get all the signatures, explain every <laughs> little detail on the contract, every little word. Wow, I was there for you know 25 minutes, and, and then I drive home. Missed, so it was an eye opener. Missed, obviously, missed the Leaf game. <laughs> Listen That's why you have PBR. Listen to it on the listen to it on the radio. <laughs> like going back twenty five years here. Wow. But uh, yeah, she was happy. It's something that you have to do. But like thinking back, it's like I can't believe you know the amount of signatures and the amount of and then if you miss one you got to go back and get wow, it and yeah it's oh, yeah. uh i remember I, yeah that's how that's why realtors were working like till one two in the morning trying to get a deal done right. yeah now now like these millennials they like they to get, get it easy. they like to get in bed by 11 eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just made me think that oh yeah it's incredible so the deal's done yeah it's so in the process yeah of... we got it accepted it's Good. conditional on uh just inspection until until early next week Nice. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Nice. Uh, all right. Let's move uh, or change gears and talk about uh, the federal budgets that came out uh, recently. This is uh, the Trudeau government unveiling well a, a number of initiatives, including one associated with uh, helping uh, some first-time home buyers. So they've uh, announced an incentive program that could lower mortgage payments for households making less than one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. It allow buyers to withdraw more money from their RRSPs. Now, prospective buyers who have the minimum down payment for a home can apply to finance between 5 and 10% of their mortgage via a shared equity program administered by Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. The 10% cap applies to newly constructed homes, and the money from the incentive program would eventually be repaid when the home 
is eventually sold sometime down the uh, down the line. So uh, I've made a couple of points. Uh, number one on this point, do you think something like this with CMHC kind of pouring in some money will help first-time homebuyers get into a newly constructed home? Um, I Yes and no. Okay. Um, the, the great thing about it, but they still have to have a down payment. Yes. They still have to have a down payment. This just kind of makes their... Kind of bridges the gap of it, that it down makes payment. Their, it makes their mortgage payment less. Right. So what it is is, let's say they're buying a, a $500,000 home, right? Okay. They have to come up with 5%, 50000 down, mm-hmm. right? The more the CMHC will match the fifty grand, so basically, so now they're getting a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage instead of a four hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage. Right. Okay. So I mean, the great thing about that is, uh, they that fifty thousand they're not paying any interest. It's it's just basically money held there mm-hmm. when they sell the property. Uh, CMHC or the government gets their it's money back. back. That's it. But does a fifty thousand uh, dollar difference make on a mortgage payment, mm-hmm. like if we calculated three percent on fifty thousand dollars amortized over twenty uh, five years, uh, how much would that be, Phil? Like, it's, like yeah, it's not five, an exorbitant ten, amount. Ten of money. bucks, yeah. like, yeah, like more than nine. Like, I think it would be seventy to eighty bucks. Yeah, but but there should be something even better than that, right? Um, it it I don't know. I don't. I I I think I could have come up with even a better way of helping mm-hmm. uh, first time buyers, and uh, but that I mean it's they're doing something. Yeah. But you know, obviously, are we in an election year? Is that yeah. why? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Like, but I don't think that's enough. I think there there could have been something better that could have helped. Uh, like, what about what about giving giving them the opportunity for the down payment? Like the city of Hamilton, every once in a while, they come out and say, "Listen, if you're renting a house and you're at Hamilton and you buy a house in Hamilton, we will give you the down payment mm-hmm. to buy the house, and then you pay it back over." A- no, they oh. what they say is. If you own that house for more than twenty years, you get to keep that down oh, payment. Okay. So, why, like th- that's a great thing, and you yeah. don't have to pay no interest, no no uh, no payments on that down payment. But if you sell the house prior to the twenty year mark, um, you pay the you pay that uh, that down payment back. Now now you build equity. Now that's what they should be doing. Yeah. Uh, is help those consumers that can't really afford our first time buyers that don't have the down payment. And there's a lot of them out there. Oh, it, it's it. tough. It is tough yeah. to, uh, to, for a young couple or a young female or young male to, to buy their first home. It, it, it is tough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they need the help, not this, this yeah. here. Interesting that they're just doing it on newly constructed homes, which I find, you know, a lot of the prices are, depending on the community they are, are going to be higher than you know, a resale home because they have all the new amenities mm-hmm. and the whole bit. So well, that's so, interesting. So probably the Ontario Home Builders Association took uh, Trudeau out for a yeah, good Yeah, I think so. It sounds like <laughs> and he's probably And he's probably sounds driving like. a nice car. <laughs> yeah. Point number two. So the government is also increasing the amount that first-time buyers can withdraw from their RRSPs from 25000 per individual to 35000 or 70000 per couple. Do you think that's enough to get people in? They can borrow 10000 more from their RSPs? I mean, you used to be in the banking industry. Does that spur people to get into the housing market? I mean, when, I didn't see a lot of people pulling from their RRSPs for their down payment. Yeah. You know why? In, in my opinion, you know why? In my opinion, go, go because ahead. they didn't have it. No. But, but if, if, you have our, if you have RSPs, right, and you want to draw it from your, uh, you want to draw to put it towards your down payment. Yeah. You got to make payments on that. Yeah. What they should do is say, listen, you can draw from your RSP, put it in the equity of your home. But if you you can't remortgage your home, you can't 
you can't if you sell your home that RSP has to go back into the RSP. Hmm. Why make the payments? Like it, it, it's they're, they're defeating yeah. the per- like the banks want they want the money there so they can reuse that money to to resell it to a, a mortgage. If you really want to help out the Canadians, let me borrow let me take the my, my money out of the RSP without having to pay a, a, a yeah. loan on that. Yeah, right. it, it, you're, refer- that, you're referring to the home buyer's you, plan where you got to pay it back. I yeah. think that should be the prime minister yeah. of Canada. <laughs> here, here. If you, uh, <laughs> a lot of the down payments for first-time buyers come in the form of a gift from from the parents. That's 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 what I saw huh. all the time. It, it, it's it's where's your down payment coming from? And, and not once did I ever do a, a a mortgage where somebody pulls from their RSPs. Even when I even when I help you know first-time buyers and mm-hmm. a lot of people on our team. A lot of their down payment is coming in the form of a gift from their parents. Interesting. Kids in their twenties don't have, don't really have like twenty, thirty, forty thousand no. dollars in RSPs. They're just trying to get going in their life. They're yeah. trying to, they're trying to make yeah. it. They're trying to save for their down payment. Yeah. Uh, point number three on this, and this will be the final point of this segment. A chartered accountant said the incentive uh, is going to create more housing demand, which will mean that there's more competition for the same limited housing stock without more measures on the supply side that will simply boost prices. So basically, we've we got to build a lot more homes. Yes. Yeah, it, it makes sense, yeah. right? More people are going to be be able to afford a phone. Like when we saw the the uh, that, that stress test, that, that you know, middle-income housing market boomed, yeah. right? Where, where, where people that, that could have afforded a luxury home before now are down into that, that middle that mm-hmm. middle ground at five six your, your buyer exactly your buyer pool increases significantly and that's when you see that 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 housing market heat up yeah but it also pushed down I think a lot of the first time home buyers that's right they, they still oh, couldn't get in it right? did right you know what maybe you know they wanted to buy a house between you know four and four fifty now they have to look at something around three seventy five yeah. three fifty and they're and, waiting and and you know what now it needs that those houses in that price range may need a lot of work so yeah. they're kind of it's it's kind of tough for those. It's almost like they're stuck in the middle. I mean they, they want to get into the market but they don't like what they see at their price point, right? Yeah. So and that, now they say you know what we'll wait. Yeah. We got to wait and save more money so that we can afford a, a better house. So, interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what these uh, measures uh, you know transpire in terms of uh, not only first time home buyers but those who are uh, reselling their homes. As well. Still to come, we'll talk about luxury home sales falling in uh, some of Canada's biggest cities, as well as things that nobody tells you about selling your home. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie. They're sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can also find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. And be sure to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast. You can download it wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Luxury home sales falling in Vancouver and Toronto, according to a report from Sotheby's. Uh, Vancouver, I believe the dip was 52% compared to the same two months in 2018. Again, this is in January and February of this year. Vancouver's luxury homes uh, fell 52%. Uh, Toronto was down 2%. Calgary down 33%. But Montreal continues 
to uh, break records, at least for that city, on pace to set a new record in the spring. Uh, sales of luxury properties rose 6% year-over-year for January and February, and Sotheby's anticipates bidding wars, sales above asking price, shorter days on market, persisting throughout the spring. This is something that Hamilton went through just a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, the I, the luxury market in uh, in the Hamilton uh, area, it, 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 it's... Struggling. It, it, it struggles, like... Like if you're not priced accordingly, like where the value is, you're, you're going to sit, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's the hard part about our area because um, you have a house that that might be worth 1.8 million, but you might get 1.5 million for it. Like like it, it, to build that same house could cost you 1.8, right. and you're selling for 1.5. That's the struggle that a lot of homeowners have. And, and if you're building a brand new house, like a and you moved into it and you're there for two years. Sometimes you, you you won't make your money back on mm-hmm. it, you know. So what is the starting point in the Hamilton Burlington area in terms of a luxury home? Is it eight hundred grand? Is it seven fifty? Is it over a million? Well, or does a, it depend on well, where? A million dollar house in Ancaster right now. I mean, it, it, it's like your standard, it's your standard detached four right. bedroom, four hundred square feet. 2,800 to to 3,500 square foot home plus. But we have one right now on on Secanaro. Secanaro, yeah. It's it's 2,400 square feet, three bedrooms, Mm -hmm. newly built. A million dollars. It's a million dollars. Right. And so would that be considered a luxury home loan just because of the price? I don't think so. No. Um, okay. I th- depending on where. Like in Niagara, it would be considered a luxury home. Okay. That's right. In, yeah. in Hamilton. So it, it depends on the location. So it's I'm it. listing a house in Fawn Hill this week. It's $1.3 million. It's 3,500 3, square feet, fully finished basement with a walkout to a pool backing onto a uh, like a ravine setting mm. in Fawn Hill. Like that's luxury. Right. That's a luxury home in Fawn Hill. Like anytime you're $1.3 million in Fawn Hill, that's luxury. But that same $1.3 million in Ancaster is a luxury it's just in comparison like to every the rest other of home, right? Yeah, yeah, in comparison to the rest of, of Ancaster, no. There's but th- but th- if you put this same home in Fawn Hill and you, you, you put, put it on the same lot, same setting in Ancaster, you're looking at like $3.2 million yeah. at least. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there, insane. There's a, house, there's a house coming up in, uh, in Stony Creek that's going to be, I think, over $4 million. Now, you can't build this house for that. Uh, beautiful house, gorgeous. You know, it's got um, – and it, it, it's, it's not, my, not my listing. It's, it's, it's one of my colleagues' listing, a friend of mine, and uh, he called me about it and said it's going to be coming up probably in April. Um, that house there, like you cannot build, especially on the land it's on. Like it's you know a lot you know it's, I'm not sure how many acres it is. Um, it's got like its own car. You know, like you know you got your Ferraris in the in the in, the, in, in building garage. that stuff. You don't you don't get your money back. No, on like right, if you're gonna no. build one of these you know unique kind you of do extravagant properties, you're not doing, it. You're not doing yeah. it to make. You're not money. doing it to sell it. And, uh, yeah. To make yeah. money when you sell yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. So that and that's kind of people have the disconnect in terms of you know it cost me a million five to build it, and you know I got a I got a you know five hundred thousand dollar backyard with a right. pool shed, and now I got to recoup know, all these costs. Exactly. <laughs> so when somebody goes to sell a house like that, it, it, it's kind of hard to to grasp and and and, and it, grab the fact that it's not worth that much. Yeah. And and in the event, in the end, they end up just staying, it, and, it, and then yeah. sometimes the house just stays, and the family gets passed down, right. passed down, and that's what happens with those style. But anytime somebody moves from from those big, you know, those big estates or those luxury estates, it's you know they're often taking a loss in, in terms yeah. of what in, they put into it. In, in our market, like the Hamilton and surrounding areas, you, you buy a luxury home, you're not going to make that. You're not going to make the a lot of money on the on the resale, uh, like because those people put a lot of money into it. You mm-hmm. know, they put a half million dollar. Uh, whatever, um, f- redoing their their living room, right. and um, 
they don't they they won't get their return on it the luxury homes but i mean if you're in oakville where all you know all the homes are selling between 5 10 20 30 million yeah you'll probably get the return you you have to be in a market where all the houses are in that price range to to gain but luxury homes in our market no way right. but yeah in this article in this particular article the the they use the luxury home or, or over a million, anything over a million. Yeah. But I mean, when you compare Toronto and Vancouver, it's a million dollar condo has a lake view. It it's, a, be, it's a regular yeah, house. Yeah, it's, it's 800 <laughs> square feet, but yeah. it has a lake view. And, and now you're a million dollars in Toronto. Like, So it, the, the luxury term or the luxury home term gets tossed around loosely. Like when, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about these 34, 3,500 square foot houses in Fawn Hill for 1.28 million, yeah. anybody who's from the GTA list. They have the wow this, factor, right? Yeah, anybody... They're gonna they're they're gonna be listening. Gonna be, you know that's that's <laughs> insane. Like thirty five hundred square feet for yeah. one point two million, and it's completely updated, right. fully yeah. finished basement. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's hard to it's hard to kind of wrap your head around that when when you you know you drive an hour and a half down the QEW. Yeah. And, you're in a completely different country when it comes to real estate prices. <laughs> Seems like it. Uh, when we come back, uh, more to come here uh, regarding uh, things about uh, selling your home that you may not necessarily know about. Uh, that and more coming up here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. Uh, don't forget, Golfie gets it sold, so call 905-575-7700. You can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's the email address if you have a question or a topic idea you'd like us to pounce upon. Upon, uh, on a future program. Again, that email address, questions at robgolfie.com. And they're all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, and like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Good videos and a host of great information on that page. So this coming Monday, my parents' house, they have been living in this uh, Brampton estate. It's not really an estate. <laughs> uh, um, since 1986. And uh, they are finally selling. They're downsizing. This is their retirement plan. Uh, and they're looking into the Niagara area. Oh, but, wow. Uh, you know, 1,500, 1,800 square foot uh, kind of bungalow yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they're both in their late 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're, they're it's going up for sale uh, on Monday at around 9.50. Uh, it's about a 2,600 square foot home. It's done to the nines. My dad, being a carpenter contractor, has redone the whole place, and it looks fantastic uh, inside and out. So they're in the process of now packing, and, I mean, they haven't bought a home in, you know, uh, almost three decades now. For yeah. time sellers but almost yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah so yeah they're going through all kind of that the, the, you know there's some worry there uh there's the frenetic pacing of you know packing all the things that they don't need right, for the next couple right, of months right. they're going through all that um but i think they have a, a decent plan now it's just a, a you know a uh, a time factor of finding a place that they want to get to now so it's interesting to see kind of their emotions and their have state they of mind. Found, have they found where they're moving to yet? No. I mean, they have a general kind of sense in the Niagara area, maybe so, just outside of St. So Catharines, Grimsby, w- Beamsville, somewhere Right. So once, they're, once their home is sold, that's when they're 
that's when the hunt is on. I think that's their plan. Yes. Well, I so mean, once their home closing, yeah, once their home goes up on Monday, they're going to start. I think more intensely looking. They have right. been looking, obviously online. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking at places, getting a ton of suggestions from you know all three of her kids and uh, other relatives. So, so who's who's the emotional one about the the sale? Who's? Uh, it'll be my mom for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they both. Are you, are you sad to see it go? Or are you? Are you yeah, and no. I mean, it was a house where I spent a lot of my teenage years. Uh, you know, when I was uh, in 86, I would have been uh, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. So from about 12 to until I went to college, you know, that's where I grew up. So a lot, so do you have any friends in that neighborhood still? No, everyone's gone. Everyone's well, except gone. for the next door neighbor. But I mean, all his kids and grandkids are so you know, now elsewhere. So now that your parents are moving out, that's a good one to go after because the next door neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> they're going, our, our favorite neighbor's yeah. gone. We got to we go. Gotta go too. We yeah, got to exactly. go. Exactly. So, yeah. But it's, you know, it's amazing to see. And we were talking about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago regarding yeah. housing prices just doubling oh. or quadrupling. I mean, this is a home that was around 200 grand, newly built. It was a new subdivision. And right. now it's almost a million. And they might, you know, they might get that. Wow. Nice. It's that's insane to think. Capital gains free. That's yeah. tax free money. That's amazing. Um, it's a great retirement plan. Is it What's that? Imagine they bought the whole street back in the day. Holy cow! Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah, but you don't forget that. What about in <laughs> Hamilton? If you bought, if you bought like, yeah. if you bought houses in the in Central Hamilton or even uh, West End, like they were selling for like one hundred and twenty thousand. Like they doubled yeah. in less than ten years, like it's seven unreal. years. Eight years. Has yeah. spring been busy? Because I've noticed there's been three houses on my street, and I'm Central we're, Mountain. We're busy. Three houses on my street in the last two weeks. I mean, they went up, and days later, they were gone. Yeah, yeah, we're we're busy. Um, I, I, every, you'll you'll see a lot of sold signs going up. Yeah, yeah. I just listed one on seventy one Queen Victoria East hmm. Hamilton Mountain. Okay. Um, the owners of the house are kitchen and bathroom designers. Oh wow! So this house, it's it's a it's about it's a, it's about twelve hundred square feet detached, uh, double car garage. It's a raised bungalow. And uh, it's done, like done to the nines. Like, you don't have to the, do anything for the amount of money. Like their shower has, like the body jets, the rain, the rain head has like a digital temperature gauge. <laughs> it has like a seamless <laughs> drain, party in there. Has like wow. a seamless, seamless, uh, seamless drain. A custom vanity with like it's it's done. It's completely yeah. done. Like they're for the amount of what they put into it, you can tell it was their hobby and, right. and everything that they did was top notch. But just this, it doesn't fit. The size of the home, oh, really? the size, you know what I mean. So it's kind of one of those fun, one of those funny ones where you walk <laughs> in and it's, you know, it has the finishes and, and the luxuries of a million dollar home, but it's a little <laughs> detached house. So we What's were laughing about it. What's the price on it? So we ended up listening for uh, for five twenty four nine. Wow. So it's it. right. And this so, is a three bedroom. Yeah, it's a three bedroom, oh, three, three plus fin- one finished bedroom, finished basement, basement with yeah. uh, nice. with two bathrooms, and it's a nice yard, corner lot. So it's mm-hmm. it's a nice one, seventy one Queen Victoria Drive. All right, give uh, Phil a call at nine zero five five seven five seventy seven hundred. Go online to uh, robgolfie dot com. Uh, guys, a fantastic show. We will get to next week uh, the nineteen things nobody tells you about selling your home and that tiny house in Oshawa, which I'm not sure has sold yet. I don't know if you've heard about this. Yeah. It's like a two hundred fifty square foot house that I'm not sure who would live into it, but or, or, or go buy it. <laughs> It's a bachelor pad, basically, a detached <laughs> bachelor pad. But we'll get to that next week. Uh, thanks again for coming in, and thank you for listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9, right here on 900 CHML.